0: Here we go, all right we are um we're in James. We got through all of one verse last week
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and I hope to get through a few more this week. Remember, we talked about who James is. We believe he was the lord's half brother uh, that he was the leader of the church in Jerusalem, and uh, as such he had uh, he was a very important person and and as the the, the pastor of, shall we say, the mother church of all of the churches that started as a result of that, he's very concerned about his brothers and sisters who are going through uh, very different trials around around the world, and so um, <clears throat> I thought we would read just a little bit of, of this for to this morning. We're gonna we're gonna read all. We're gonna read 12 verses. I doubt we're gonna get that far, but we're ready if we if we do. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is we'll get through a few, because what we're going to do is we're going we're to unpack uh, trials, we're going to unpack um, uh, wisdom, and we're going to unpack some of these things and try to get us on the same page as to understanding what Scripture is saying. So let's start. We'll start right at the beginning, and we'll read the first 12 verses. James, the servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Consider it pure joy, or complete or utter joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many different kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking in anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously and will Uh, to all without finding fault it it will be given to him but when he asks he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind the man should not think that he will receive anything from the lord he is a double-minded man and unstable in all that he does the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, because he will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises and scorches with a scorching heat and withers the plant; its blossoms falls, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away, even while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life that the, that God has promised to those who love him. May God add his blessing upon the reading of his word. And we want to talk about this. And I thought, you know, we've all heard the expression, and maybe we've seen it as, as a sign that when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. Now that's a great statement. It, 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 there's a lot of truth to it. The problem is it's biblical the problem is that often we have a hard time applying that it's a biblical process thought throughout the bible people are turned defeat into victory and trial into triumph and instead of being being victims they become victors and that's awesome but the question then remains what is it that we're talking about this trial tests temptations what does it all mean well I thought I'd try to break it down for you as in a couple of easy processes for you. So that being said, we're going to try something. We'll see if it works. <laughs> and it oh, broken up. didn't work. Well, isn't that just dandy. I spent all this time setting this up and it doesn't work. So I'm going to do this by hand, I hope. Oh, and yeah. we'll get over to the whiteboard
1: hey, straight we make that you got to make that your, uh, your screen.
0: so if if i'm the speaker maybe i don't know if this if we put this in up, it, it didn't work screen. for whatever reason it doesn't work when i try to go to so if you can read that i don't know if you can read that or not if you can go make speaker, my go to speaker view and it comes out great speaker view you can read could you see it
2: oh yeah it's yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Big. It's the whole All story. right. Well, I, what He's I'm seeing is not it. View.
0: All right. So I'm at speaker view. So you have James and I've titled it uh, a time to grow up. Uh, and what I've, as I've studied this passage over the years, I've come to this conclusion that trials is one of the words that we use and we, it can mean tests or temptation in our understanding and in our translations. So what is the difference between tests and temptations? Well, tests seem to be outside sources of, of irritation, things that happen, things that cause us uh, concern or, 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 or uh, problems. Temptations are inside. That's why it says that it, it, when we get a little further on, we'll read where it says God can, doesn't, tempt, doesn't tempt us because ins- it's an internal thing. Tests can be temptations if we allow them. They can become temptations if we're not careful. So we need to be careful about that. Understanding that God sometimes uh, tests us, but when we allow the test to become a temptation, we fall into a trap. So that's, and this first section where we talk about uh, trials or these are really what I would term tests. They're the outside things that are uh, coming into us and causing us problems. We get to the last half of this chapter, which would be starting in 13. Then we're talking about temptations. But for right now, we're talking about tests. These are things that are outside uh, things that, that come at us and, and cause us problems. The loss of a job, uh, a, a, an illness, um, uh problems within the family if you will um how is it how is an illness outside of you then, though well yeah you know you say it's inside but the thing is that that our response is it's something that god's brought into us is my is my thinking you might think that it's it's not a temptation
3: no absolutely not but i don't think it's up i don't i don't it, to me it doesn't seem like something outside of me. It.
0: well it's it's it you know this sickness came from something and what we're gonna find is we're gonna find that this is when we when we get to to, to processing this, there's um it's a lot of times it's how we respond. Do we respond positively or negatively? But you're right, there it's a it's questionable, but I don't know what else to do with it. I don't know, you know, there there are two in tests or trials, there seem to be two things outside sources and inside sources. Inside sources are more like I'm tempted to do this. You're not tempted to, to get sick.
3: Mm, No.
0: You know, so the, the issue is how do I, you know, when I'm, when I'm tempted, I'm tempted to, to go to a website. I shouldn't go to, or I'm tempted to, you know, to cheat in a business situation or, uh, and, and often, often a lot of those start off as being tests, you know, we're put into a test. Will you will you take a will you take a bribe or will you pay, pay a bribe in order to get more business as an example? Uh, um, sorry, I have a question. Go ahead. Just, so I always uh trial's a mound and temptation is an action word.
1: You know, about
0: our action towards That's an interesting possibility. We're tempted, so it, that would be you know an adverb, but if we're that action. That, the trials amount; it's the whole test. Like, uh, didn't you know Jesus went through trials with the devil, right? The yes. whole series of temptations. He was, so, yeah, yes, right. yes, he was, and yet he did it without sin, obviously, right? Right, right. His response was without sin. His
1: yep, yep. Yeah. Don't don't you think one of these involves sin, and the other involves uh, one of these is about sin, and the other is about for lack of better words tragedies you know things that you know sickness is not involved sin sickness is uh you know a trial you know it's a trial it's definitely can be there can be trials involved with with sickness definitely sure but one definitely is about sin and the other is about just the the storms and the crap that comes to us that really doesn't have anything to do with sin but things that come to us in our life that we have to deal with that are you know sometimes tragic brutal things but those tests can become sin for us absolutely
0: give you an example let's look at the nation of israel the nation of israel after they leave uh egypt they go through a series of things don't they they go through a series of tests each time God is testing them to see, will they trust him or will they trust, not trust him? What do they do? Almost every time they fail. When they fail, they become, it becomes a temptation and they end up sinning. Oh, I would rather go back to Egypt. It's so much better there. I love the leeks and the garlic. You know, they were, they were awesome. They're wonderful. I want to go back there. No, no, no. You know, or, or I'm going to grumble and complain when there is no water, when, when God is ca- very capable of providing water.
1: You know, yeah, but I'm, I have a question. Yeah. Um, is not trusting God a sin? Trusting God a sin? No, tr- not trusting God would be a sin. Yeah,
0: is That's sin. Sin. Right. That's it? Well, the, you're going in that realm of I'm tempted to ask God for help. Versus, I will ask God for help. Right? That's yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look to at direction. Yeah, we're gonna look at what does it mean to, to trust God too? It, it is because we're gonna take a look here in a, in just a minute or two on in the issue of doubt, because right, I want right. to explain to you what this is about. Uh, because it, it's not one of the human one of our human uh, emotions is doubt. So God says, "Don't doubt." How do you do that if that's one of your if that's one of the things that God has has designed into you? So we'll we'll get
2: there, but let's just let's just continue um, on this. May I interject? Sure. Um, test is for our faith. A testing is to make us grow. That's I think the number one objective from God. Uh, We see Jesus being led by the Spirit in the desert to be what? Tempted. That was a testing. And we have the result of it because, not because we were there, but because he was tempted and with the same way they were tempted, we have a way of escaping the temptation. Mm -hmm. So the question is how, if I find in a circumstance, that uh, I may see it uh, from my human eye, unfavorable, how I'm going to answer to it. Either it can become a testing and I grow out of it, grow out, no grow down, or I don't trust God, number one, or I found my way of escape. So temptation, sure. it's a negative. Testing should result in positiveness. Well,
0: if we respond
2: appropriately,
0: correct. Well, so let's let's yeah. let's try to continue to unpack this. We've got a, we've got uh, in one passage is consider in the in the King James is count. It's uh, it's if you will it's a a financial term. It means to evaluate. Um, we face trials of life. We must evaluate them in the light of what God's doing for us. Uh, this explains why I think it's possible for us to, to have joy in the midst of trials, because we live for things that matter the most. And remember Jesus in, in Hebrews 12 two says that he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Uh, our, our values will determine our evaluations. Uh, so how is it possible to rejoice in the midst of trials? Well, it's possible. It's possible because we know that the, the person the purpose of the of the trial is to make us like Christ. Faith is always tested. Now, here's the here's three or four points here. Three points. Tests work for us, not against us. That's the test is for the approval. Remember, remember I know none of us have ever have any of you ever prospected for gold? Ever ever gone out with it Dave has. So did you do panning? I think it was a yes. Okay. So you are you're on mute, so I can't I can't hear you. So um Yes. Yeah, okay. So
1: <laughs>
0: did bad. you did you just have okay. a you just you paid for someone for a place to go and you panned maybe with yes. your kid? you yeah. In the old days you would get you would actually take a, a section of ground and you would claim it as your own, right? And then you would, you would do some, some mining, whether it was panning for gold or, or actually digging, whatever the case may be. And then you'd want to know, was that ore, uh, how valuable was it? How much gold was in it? What would you do in order to get that done? Do you remember the process that people went through? They went to an assay office, right? What did they do there? Dave, you're, again, you're muted. You're, 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 they'd file a claim. They'd file a claim, and then what would they do at the office? They would test, test it. it. Yeah, Why would you test, test it? Yeah, sure. to get the results. Yeah. That's what tests are involved in. The tests are to give us the results. The question is, you know, it, it's it's do you pass or fail? Did you pass? And if you didn't pass, you get to repeat the test again. Guess what? It's, you know, it's it, kind of yeah. like modern modern education where I, when my kids were in school, the, the the neighboring high school allowed them, the students, to, to retake the test until they got the grade that they wanted. <laughs> they still so, do that. So, so but it, it drives it, but me but, nuts. But, yeah, James. But is it a, you know, is it a test or is it a trial? Well, it depends on how we look at it. I think, you know, again, trials, the, the, the word, here's the interesting thing. In the Greek, the word is the same, trial, test, and tempt, all the same. So it's how it's applied and how it's applied in that particular passage as to what it means. So just as a goal of test is trial. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So here's the thing. A trial should work for the believer. It shouldn't work against him. Romans 8, 28, I'll use as my one of my proof texts. And we know that all things work together for good to those who are, are called of God, to those who are, are following his purposes, right? So the idea there is whatever comes our way is designed to improve us. And in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, it says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Hmm. So the purpose of tests is to ultimately, the third point, is ultimately to help us mature. Romans 5, 3 and 4 says that we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience, patience experience, and experience hope. Now, the thing in the Bible, patience is not a passive acceptance of the circumstances. It's not passive. And so often we think of patience as being passive. In the Bible, patience is a courageous perseverance in the face of suffering, in the face of difficulty. It's going through all the way through it. Did you ever notice that immature people are impatient people? Mature people tend to be more patient and more persistent. And it sometimes it happens with age. So impatience and unbelief quite often go together. But faith and patience go together. Be followers of them through faith and patient inherit the promises. Again, Hebrews 6, 12. Hebrews ten says you have need of patience and that after you have done the will of God you might receive the promise <laughs> that's great except that we got to wait for the promise right patience God wants us to, to make us patient because it's the key to every other blessing that we're going to receive patience is the key to every other blessing that we receive you want to know why I, I didn't want to do this I don't like patience I don't want to have patience. I want it to be now. Me too. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Now, it says that when we do that, we endure. And the only way that God can develop patience and character in our lives is through trials. And endurance cannot be attained. Here's the, here's the thing. Endurance can't be attained by reading a book. You can't get endurance by listening to a sermon. You can't get endurance simply by praying. You get endurance by going through the difficulties that life
2: brings our way. So, but when you do that, is, is that a trial or a test? <laughs> it could be both.
0: It could start off as one and turn into the other. It all depends. Is it outside influences or inside influences? And how did you respond to them? Well, Think so about this. It, did, did, did Abraham get tested Many yeah times. did he fail quite Many often times. yeah <laughs> did moses get tempted did Many he get times. tested yeah how about david <laughs> yeah did, did david fail yeah just a little bit yeah spectacularly. yeah but we realize that god had a purpose in all of those trials they were going through whether they were tests or temptations. the trials we'll just lump it all in together in the trials And God says, "I want to fulfill my purpose," and one of those things is I want you to trust me. Now, let me just mention a couple of four four pitfalls as we're getting through. How are we doing time-wise? Oh, we're still doing great. Okay, yeah, we'll do one thing then.
1: So, I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. the one thing that I would indicate,
3: you know, this is I I haven't experienced a trial like this in my life, and, and. going through this trial i've never felt closer to god than i do today
0: yes yes and
3: and it and i and i definitely see the perseverance and the patience that he's building in me because patience is not one of my virtues strong points either and and the patience is allowing god's will to come through in your life and and that's and it's it's on his time which isn't our time yeah it's his plan and you know i i feel a maturing of my faith by going through this trial
0: amen uh, So and that's one of the things that i think you're going to find as you go through trials and tests and temptations whatever whatever the trial is if you respond positively, if you learn from this, if you are drawn closer to God, God says, Good job. You're maturing. You're growing up, if you will. And, and not there, to, get,
3: and not to get ahead of ourselves, but that, that's where, when I first was, was diagnosed with this, you know, I felt and believed that God was going to do something miraculous. With this, and I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't feel doubt. I felt that there was going to be a miracle, and, and going, you know, we won't get to it today. But you know, <laughs> that, that, that the doubt and not being double-minded, if if you if you have to believe for a miracle to happen, and that's where I think that that's why we don't see as many miracles. In the Western, things happen as miracles in the Western world because we have so much doubt.
1: Mm, well, as opposed to
3: believers in other parts of the world that, you know, that come to Christ and that's all they know and uh, and, and and they see the miracles. I mean, why wouldn't Christ still work miracles and in in, as He did with, you know, yeah. His ministry and healing the blind and. He, I, I think our faith is, is,
0: is, uh, is stretched in places where there are less resources. I think we also find that joy doesn't come from having an abundance of resources. Joy comes from an inward joy that comes from the Lord. And I, I know believers around the world, I've met them, that have virtually nothing. And, they're, and many times they have a lot more joy in their life than I do in mine, and I've got an abundance of stuff. So yeah, I think you're and I think that the walk that you're involved with right now, Tom, is gonna is gonna you're gonna mature in ways that you've not that you were not before. And the result of that is that some of that's gonna stay with you. And you're gonna learn lessons that you've never you never would have learned without going through this. Yeah. And it's again, it's what I you know, I as a young pastor, I I, I taught this book and I I then I lived out the book, and I was like, uh, I, I I just, you know, I learned I learned so much from from teaching it and then from living it, but it was like, yeah, I don't really want to live that again, yeah. you know. So we're going to see what happens. I want to talk about four pitfalls that we ought to avoid when we're talking about trials, because I think this is important that we we gain this uh, this understanding. One of the things you need to realize is that. Uh, that going through a trial is not a sign of election. We don't seek out trials in order to prove that that we're part of the elect, that God has saved us. That's not the the purpose of trials. It's not to prove that we're we're believers. It is an offshoot of that, because when we go through trials and we're drawn closer to God, we realize that we are part of God's family. But it isn't a sign and also, you must not think of trials as necessarily the tool of Satan, although they can be, but it's not the only reason that you go through a trial. is because of Satan. The other thing is uh, poverty can be uh, an impetus for trial. In And through our character, it may be shaped and molded. Poverty causes us to have to learn to trust in God you know i go back to that passage out of i think it's uh, it's in in proverbs yeah, i always get the the um the passage i think it's like the second to third or third And I can't, see. yes, here it is. It's in it's in Proverbs 30. Says, and this is the prayer that I've come in my life at, at this point to pray uh, rather often. Um, Two things I ask of you, O Lord, do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and may say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal, and so dishonor the name of my God. Just give me enough. Just give me enough. And if you give me more than enough, maybe it's so I can bless somebody else. Just saying. All right. Now, when you read James, and we talk about this attitude, uh, 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 towards the poor, we need to remember that uh, it's not just because someone is poor, or just because someone is rich does not mean that they're good or bad. It's their inward character. It's their belief in uh, a savior. Uh, it's whether or not they've come to become a follower of God. Uh, it, it, what it is, is that uh, as we come together in a community, it's the obligation of the community to help each other. We've been given resources to help one another. And how, how are we doing with that? As You know, that's one of the things that we go through. And one of the struggles I think we all go through is we see somebody who is in need. We're going to talk about it. We get into the second chapter. We see someone in need. You know, I... I those of you who have been around me for a number of years know that I used to say, you know, be warm and filled, you know, when somebody would leave or come. And the, the purpose, the reason for that is it's kind of sarcasm. Because James says if you tell someone, you know, be, be warmed and filled, uh, but, you, but you don't help them and you have the means to help them, you, what you're doing is wrong. You know, and so often we just go, I oh, just be, you know, just pass through and we acknowledge maybe that there's an issue, but we have the ability to help them and we choose not to. And that becomes a problem. All right.
1: Let's... Thanks, for, thanks for explaining that because I thought that was just a spin on a Star Trek thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mormon says
3: Well, reminds me of uh, Marie Antoinette. Let them eat bread. Yeah, (laughs) cake. I mean,
0: (laughs) I'm all for that. I like the cake. (laughs) All right, there are three things that Paul talks about. He talks about this himself. He says that um, in Ephesians two eight nine and ten, and eleven or eight nine and ten, he says that God works uh, does work for us which is salvation and, and, and secondly there's work for that god does in us for we are his workmanship you know let, let's just let's just jump over there real quick ephesians 2 i was talking about this last night with a group it Says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and it is not of yourselves it is the gift of god that's what god is doing in us He's saving us, not of works, so that no one can be boast. For we are God's workmanship. That's God continuing to work in us. That's what we call self, uh, sanctification. That's where we build character. And it's where we become more and more like Christ. And we become, as, as Romans says, we become conformed to the image of his Son. And then thirdly, this is verse 10, it says that for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. That's the third part. That's the service. We were created in Christ to do good works. We don't do good works to get saved. That's putting the cart way before the horse. But here's the, here's the, and, and by the way, training takes time. It took Abraham, 25 years until he got the promised son that, he had, that God had promised him. It took Joseph 13 years to, in going through a whole series of stuff before he ascended to the second highest thron, uh, throne in, in Egypt. It, it took 80 years to prepare Moses for 40 years of service. I sometimes wonder if Moses couldn't have got it sooner if he'd have been not as hard headed. Just saying, I don't know. That must be my problem.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I was reading recently. I was thinking about David. We're gonna we'll, uh, probably come back to him in another uh, message here. Uh, here. Uh, but David, David is anointed king of Israel when he was roughly 15 years of age. It took another 15 years before he ascended the throne of Judah. It took another seven and a half years before the entire nation recognized him as their king. Twenty-two and a half years from the time he was anointed till he was king of all Israel. It, it, the, it, even, when God, even when God the Son was here on earth, how long did it take him to train his disciples? How, how long was he here with his disciples? Years. Well, three, three years. years.
2: So, yeah, three years. Still in training. Yeah, well, we some of us are. Yeah,
0: so. I still... Uh, and, and
2: I think they weren't
0: fully done when they... Although, you know, well, you know, I think they were done as much as he could do with them. And then he had to just turn them loose to the Holy Spirit to do some more work, right? But here's the thing... God will not work in us without our consent. God will not work in us without our consent. There must be surrendered will in order to mature. Ephesians tells us that we need to be doing the will of God from our heart. So when we go through trials without surrendered wills, we'll end up with more, more like immature children than we are mature adults. And by the way, if we don't learn the lesson, we get to repeat it. Uh, we talk about bonehead faith It's kind of what we're talking about here, where we have to go through stuff was that Larry <laughs> I'm joking. Can you repeat that yeah uh if we if we don't if, if, when we go through trials. If we choose not to surrender our wills to God, we'll end up like more more like immature children than mature adults, and we'll get to repeat the process again.
1: There you go. That's why he asked it.: can yeah, you repeat the test? test Nice sarcasm, Larry.
0: <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, so what's the result of that test? <laughs> I'm learning patience he was tempted <laughs> all right so god tests us is testing is a way of of leavening us it's a way of, of when he tests when a test comes to the poor man he lets god have his way and he rejoices that he possesses spiritual riches that can't be taken away from him sometimes when he tests a, a rich man He he also lets God have his way, and he rejoices that his riches in Christ cannot wither or fade away. You won't lose them if the stock market crashes. Those, Those riches will stay with you. God's riches. Where are you storing your treasure? Where's your investment? Is it in heaven or on earth? Now, I realize that a lot of us are in that that mode where we're in the, the downturn of our, you know, our existence. And so we're living off of our savings and we're hoping we have enough to last us from now until we die. Um, but the point still is that we realize that it's, it's Christ who gives us his riches and those riches will never fade away and they'll never, we'll never lose them. You won't have any, there won't be a sudden depression of God's riches there won't be a sudden recession of God's riches. You stored them up, they're there. So it talks about the fact that one of the purposes of, of the trials we go through is perseverance. Perseverance is all about, and this is verse four. So yeah, we've actually made it through two verses today, guys. I just want you to know. I told you this was going to be a while to get through. Sorry. It's just the nature of, the nature of, uh, of James, in my opinion. But perseverance is all about finishing the work. Faith shouldn't falter. It shouldn't give up. It ought to stick through to it. It ought to go all the way through. Perseverance must finish its work. It's a progress. It's development. It's the result of what may be described as, oh, I don't know, let's call it maturity. Uh, and some of us, you know, wouldn't it be interesting— if you and I had spiritual goggles and we could put them on and in our eye through those goggles, we could see each other's spiritual maturity. Some of us might still be toddlers spiritually. Others might be teenagers. Few of us might actually be mature. Some of us might still be in diapers. Spiritually. Very, very mature. Is that what you mean? Very mature? Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. How are we doing your time? We have five minutes. Ah, oh, man. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to start on trials. Hey, Val? Yeah. Maybe Is I'm not, not. Isn't it that we,
3: you know, that this thing about, you know, consider it pure, pure joy. It's when we trust and obey what, you know, regardless of our circumstances.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's, that's when we can experience joy, which we've talked about as being an internal thing. It's not based upon your external circumstances.
0: Yes, yes, that's absolutely correct. I, I can, I, you, know, I, I, I have very few uh, experiences where I can show that I had joy when I went through a trial or a test. I have one that I remember, and it's the probably the only reason I constantly remember it is because it's about the only time I actually did it right. So uh, I had been attempting to get clarification from a former school about why I was no longer on their approved list of, uh, uh, of, of ministers when I was looking for a, a job. This, this goes back a long time. And um, so I had a phone call. I had turned down a job from a a church uh, because I didn't feel that God was leading me there. And I got a phone call from the school and uh, from someone, a dean from the school, and uh, just reaming me out over the fact that I had not taken this job. And uh, I had... uh, I'd made the mistake, it was one of the early jobs that I'd applied for, I'd made the mistake of being honest with the senior pastor about why I wasn't taking the the job. (laughs) Not that you need to lie, but sometimes you need to couch what you (laughs) say appropriately. I just thought you, you know, I was young, I thought, well, you just tell the truth, you know, and you do tell the truth, but you need to be careful how you tell the truth. You know, uh, And apparently he thought I told the truth with a lot of brutality. I didn't think I did because I was turning him down. But anyhow, I, this gentleman was uh, talking to me and, and, and from the school and and complained bitterly about it and, and told me that I was, I was a no good so-and-so and whatever. And, and, um, he was accusing me of things. And I said to him, finally, I said, you do realize that uh, I'm, I am a pastor at another church right now. And he he says, you know, he he was talking about, you know, not talking, not, uh, uh, not touching God's anointed or whatever. I said, you realize, first of all, we're all anointed of God. And secondly, if you're talking about elders, well, I am an elder in the church that I'm at. And so you, don't have the authority to say some of the things you're saying to me. But I said, on the other hand, if you're talking about maturity, an age difference, yes, you are mature. You're a lot older than I am, but you'll notice I haven't raised my voice to you and I haven't talked back to you. I haven't said anything that was inappropriate. And I said, uh, you know, I think that the best thing we can do is just realize that we're going to have to separate and go our separate ways because I'm not in agreement with what you're saying. It's, you're trying to play Holy Spirit in my life. And the Holy Spirit was very clear in telling me this was not the church for me. And um, so, yeah, we left and I hung up the phone and I thought to myself, so this is what it's like to be persecuted. And, And this is what it's like to come out of it calm, cool, collected, and joyful over the fact that I did the right thing. I answered in the right way. I was appropriate in everything I did. He lost his cool. He's the one that was going on and on and and yelling at me in the phone over something that was not his ability to deal with anyhow. And I thought, I did it right for a change. Now, that was 30-some years ago. I don't know that I've done it right since then, just saying. But that one time I walked away going, I feel good about what I did. This is what it's like when you are in obedience to God. And you go through the the time of testing and you, and you don't fail. I wish I could say that that's the way it always happens with me with tests. Usually I, I barely get a passing grade. If that quite often, I fail and have to repeat it again and again. So as we leave today, let me just say this. God wants us to understand that we need to persevere through whatever we're going through, especially when they're outside circumstances, the things that we're struggling with. We need to allow God to do his work in us. And we get all the way to verse twelve, we'll realize that the result of that is that we get a crown of life. Hmm. We get we get a reward for being obedient, which is kind of funny. It's like participating, you know, but we participated correctly, so therefore we get the reward. So go with God and we're gonna stop the recording.